Good morning, and welcome to your Tech 5 Coffee Break with Ben Harrison. We live in a rapidly changing and confusing world of technology and media reporting that affects all of us, both today and will continue far into the future. Each weekday morning, we take a look behind the news to give you a brief snapshot of events and trends that matter, where they originated and where they are likely taking us. If you're at all curious about why things are as they are, you probably asked yourself, why? Your question might have to do with advanced or new technology or something as simple as why aluminum foil has two sides and should we use the shiny or the dull side of aluminum foil when we cook? If the question has bothered you, you can breathe a sigh of relief. There's no correct side of aluminum foil to use when cooking. They're both equally effective at heating your food, so just choose whatever side you prefer. If there's no right or wrong side, why, then, exactly does aluminum foil have a shiny and a dull side in the first place? The experts at Reynolds Kitchen say that the difference between the two sides is due to a manufacturing process called milling, during which heat and tension is applied to stretch and shape the foil. Two layers of foil are pressed together and milled at the same time. Otherwise, it would break. The performance of the foil is the same, whichever side you use. Now, here's a tip for microwave users. Whatever you're heating in your microwave, if you take your finger and press through the middle of the food, leaving a decent-sized hole, the entire plate will heat evenly. Have you ever wondered why men's clothes have buttons on the right while women's clothes have buttons on the left side? Well, it's because when buttons were invented, they were very expensive and worn primarily by the rich, since most people are right-handed. It was easier to push buttons on the right through holes on the left because wealthy women were dressed by maids. Dressmakers put the buttons on the maid's right, and that's where women's buttons have remained ever since. Why do ships and aircraft use... May Day, as their calls for help. <clears throat> it's because May Day comes from the French word M-A-I-D-E-Z, meaning help me, and is pronounced approximately May Day. We all at one time or another use emoticons at the end of an email, but why do X's at the end of a letter signify kisses? That's because in the Middle Ages, when many people were unable to read or write, Documents were often signed using an X, and kissing the X represented an oath to fulfill obligations specified in the document. The X and the kiss eventually became synonymous. And why do people clink their glasses before drinking a toast? Well, that's because in earlier times it used to be common for someone to try to kill an enemy by offering him a poisoned drink. To prove to a guest that a drink was safe, it became customary for a guest to pour a small amount of his drink into the glass of the host. Both men would drink it simultaneously. When a guest trusted his host, he would only touch or clink the host's glass with his own. Why are people in the public eye said to be in the limelight? Well, because invented in 1825. Limelight was used in lighthouses and theaters by burning a cylinder of lime, which produced a brilliant light. In the theater, a performer in the limelight was, of course, the center of attention. And in golf, 
Where did the term caddy come from? When Mary, Queen of Scots, went to France as a young girl, <clears throat> Louis, King of France, learned that she loved the Scots game golf. He had the first course outside of Scotland built for her enjoyment. To make sure she was properly chaperoned and guarded while she played, Louis hired cadets from military school to accompany her. Mary liked this a lot, and when she returned to Scotland, she took the practice with her. In French, the word cadet is pronounced cadet, and the Scots changed it to caddy. And finally, not a why question, but an interesting historical fact. A Jewish family, Karnofsky, who had immigrated from Lithuania to the USA, had pity for a seven-year-old boy and brought him into their home, initially giving him work for food. He remained and slept in this home where, for the first time in his life, he was treated with kindness and tenderness. At bedtime, Mrs. Karnofsky sang him Russian lullabies that he would sing with her. Later, he learned to sing and play several Russian and Jewish songs. Over time, he became the unofficial adopted son of this family, and they gave him money to buy his first musical instrument. And later, when he became a professional musician and composer, he used Jewish melodies in compositions such as St. James Infirmary and Go Down Moses. That little black boy grew up and wrote a book about his family who had adopted him in 1907. In memory of this family, until the end of his life, he wore the Star of David in honor of the Karnofsky family, who took him in as a child and lent him money to buy his first coronet. Now, in case you didn't know, this little boy was called Louis Satchmo Armstrong. He proudly spoke fluent Yiddish, and Satchmo was Yiddish for big cheeks. You've been listening to Tech 5 with Ben Harrison from Muskoka's only nonprofit radio station. Hunters Bay Radio 88.7 FM.